I'd like to offer a personal welcome to everyone to uh, Salt City Hoops Classic Podcast. Those of you who've been following us since the beginning might remember times where we were uh, in my uh, apartment in the avenues in Salt Lake, and it was another time. It feels like a lifetime ago. And we have that same crew back with one addition. So I'm Spencer Hall, uh, founder of Salt City Hoops, and I have some of the original Salt City Hoops uh, partners here with me. I have Justin Davies, who was jazz hype and then came on. That's a fun story. Jeff Lind, who was my partner in crime, carried me through the darkest hours of the Salt City Hoops era. And uh, we also have Angie Treasure, who is Snark Tank, which is our celebrity, our, our, our celebrity addition to the Salt City Hoops Classic podcast. And I have to say, there are probably at least five people in the world who this is awesome. You yeah. know, that we're yeah, all yeah, yeah. Four but, of them are in this room. <laughs> four of them are yeah. in this room. But honestly, as I was driving down, I was thinking how, like, every once in a while in life, you have a chance to do a labor of love and have it be something that's fun. And for me, building Salt City Hoops with you guys has been just an absolute blast. It's been something I never could have imagined. We had a great time. And it, it, it just I was so giddy to come down and be able to talk about nothing again with yep. you guys. <laughs> I was really excited, and it didn't have anything to do with basketball. And I had a friend ask, how do you guys get together and talk about basketball or talk about sports? And I thought, well, we don't. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. We really don't really care about the X's and O's. There's a place for that. But it isn't on the Salt City Hoops podcast. <laughs> At least not on the yeah, classic you, version. Yeah, if you're, if you're looking for a, a statistical breakdown of, you know, forecasting, <laughs> this is not the place to come. No, it is interesting. One thing, though, before we get into it, um, the great Andy Larson is is running the X's and O's side of, of Salt City Hoops right now. and He's doing a phenomenal job. But we had the highest traffic in the history of Salt City Hoops in the last uh, two months, which you wow. might know we're recording right now in August. That's the off-season. Yeah, that's impressive. And I think it's pretty amazing. And that holds true across the True Hoop network, that the highest traffic for these blogs comes during the off-season. I think that's a really interesting reflection of, of NBA fandom, the way that we love to talk about our teams and the real conversations. I think it is a league that's based around personality and a community. Um, I think a lot of that has to do with the way the league allows people online to to make gifts to to share clips and things like that the the online nba community i think is so much more fun than most of the other sports you know like during the world cup you just saw the way that some of these people treat it like religion politics and whatever it's no fun nobody wants to do that and i think that's the reason a lot of us don't like laker fans because there's no humor to it, there's no humor to it. it's life and death and kobe and nobody, that's nobody no way wants. To live. That's no way to live. <laughs> no, no, it isn't. But anyway, Jeff, why don't you tell us what we're going to talk about today? All right. Well, we're going to talk. We have a very exciting itinerary here. <laughs> uh, we're going to kick off with then talk about a little bit about the new guys, the old guys. Talk about summer league. Go about the Jazz's chances in the Western Conference, and then we're just going to let Snark Tank riff on everything no, for no. about thirty minutes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's good. So you can just jump to the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's just let's go ahead and uh, get to the beginning. I mean, we had the the one of the most exciting drafts for Jazz fans in a lo- in quite some time, and uh, let's let's get into some of these new guys we brought in. Well, I I have been amazed at the tone. Just going to some of the events, the introduction to the players, the press conferences, and then I was down in Vegas for the Summer League, and there's an absolute uh, 
there's a there's an excitement that I haven't seen in probably four years since I've been covering the team. And who knows how they'll pan out, but just I think the coaching staff changes, the player changes. I mean, even Rodney Hood, the second-round pick, feels like he's going to be the steal of the draft. So that alone, and being in Vegas and seeing all the, the fans who traveled, watching that game, that first game they played, with the Jazz fans almost filling up the Thomas and Mack Center. And those are these are the diehards. These are the fans who eat, drink, sleep this stuff. To be in a room with those people watching the prospects play, it was like, for someone like me, who's a geek about this stuff, that was like, that was the, the pure adrenaline of being around like-minded people who love kind of the same thing, and you never thought you'd meet people that had that same <laughs> kind of passion. Kind so of I, I'm, I think the team has done brilliant moves. I don't even know, who knows how they'll pan out basketball-wise. I mean, if you look at the Vegas odds, the team is still... Uh, has the worst odds in the league for the championship. So it's not like anybody's predicting they'll be world beaters. I actually think they are going to compete for that last spot in the playoffs. But Whoa, that, wait, wait, that, you know. Don't jump segments on us. <laughs> but, I, but, I, but I think... Anarchy the, in here. Yeah. <laughs> but the point is, it doesn't matter <laughs> It doesn't matter how good the team is. I think they've done a brilliant job. And I've, I've said this for years. The most important part of this team is making them watchable and interesting. Mm-hmm. And especially in this exactly. market. Exactly. In this market, the fans will be very forgiving for a, a losing team that's interesting and fun and, and appears to be headed in the right direction. And I think they've put a lot of those things in place that will yeah. make the team watchable I, and interesting. I think that was the biggest problem of the last couple of years. Absolutely. Just not, just not, eh. But I heard that a little bit last offseason where people said last year's team was going to be more fun to watch because it was the young guys playing. Yeah, but, but the young guys didn't, didn't play. play. Yeah, I think yeah. that's exactly They could have. They, the they were on to a good thing. Right. But the, the, uh, one time, Coach Nasalki told me something. He said, it is, it is like known in the coaching community that in the offseason, all you have to do is tell a couple reporters, we're going to really play fast this year. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, we're going to be up speed. We're going to score a lot of points. He's like, you just float that during the summer, and then you're good to go for the next season. Well, the Lakers are taking the opposite route. We're going to slow it down. Yeah, we're going to go slower. Ah, and nice. then did you hear Magic say that they're not going to take – he said, I don't want to see the Lakers take another three. Oh, my gosh. Whoa. I did not hear that. Controversial thinking out of yeah. <laughs> so here's my question with this: After summer league, are we more excited about Exum <clears throat> or Hood? Because from what I understand, Hood really <clears throat> showed up and did some pretty oh, cool things. It seemed very that, athletic and impressive, and I don't know. I it's just what I do mean, you think? He could rock me to bed with that jump shot. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> silky smooth. He's a more NBA ready. Yeah, and I think it, that first game was awesome. He was going up against his college teammate. You know, he had yeah. Jabari Parker as his opponent, and his eyes were lighting up. And what did he do? Twenty nine points, mm-hmm, seven yeah. threes, something like that. The crowd was the first totally game. Behind he him. was one for ten. Oh, I guess the I saw second the second game. game. The second the butt game. game was the one where he went seven for ten. This is uh, anecdotal evidence at best, but my friend is a huge Duke fan. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, watches every second of every game, you know, one of these crazy troll-like fans. And he says troll-like. that Hood is... Your friend's going to listen to this. And he, yeah. knows. he doesn't do NBA. It's okay. cool. He's, <laughs> that, he's that deep in the college scene. He lives, <laughs> under, Poor guy. lives under a bridge, doesn't talk to anybody. But yeah, the, Duke, but the Dukies said, are saying... Yeah, like, the he's Duke the fans thing. love Hood. And the they said that he was kind of... He was kind of overshadowed because Jabari came out as like the next big thing, and so everything was kind of def- deferential to him. And that Hood actually was one of the more impressive guys and could compete for the if you put him and Jabari head to head, the and top dog. So I don't know. I he's mean, got such a great there. story. Like yeah. growing up, in the his dad ran a YMCA, and 
the kids all like send him a message on draft night saying good luck and it's no jimmer playing basketball in the prison but it's good (laughs) it's right there i don't know that story (laughs) i you know matt harpering plays football (laughs) (laughs) news to me i'm just throwing it out there that's cool though i'm really i'm really looking forward to seeing what what rodney hood could do but exum he was super raw but the fans were blown away, and afterwards, I met up with all the, the True Hoop bloggers who were all there, and the guys who moved on to be at other places, kind of the original uh, True Hoop guys, and they were losing their mind. We went to dinner, and all of them, all they could say is, the Jazz are going to be my my uh, league, league pass team. And I love that, though. I love That's when a the, good indicator. Yeah, we used to, when we were doing the True Hoop stuff, and we talked to these guys a lot, I mean, they, they that was always a really important thing yeah. i think was like who's the league pass yeah. team yeah and it's it kind of swapped around but that was always i think that's good for the overall team nationally and all that i mean it's just it's it's important who the people outside of utah want to see them um i don't know where i'm going with that but <laughs> it's kind of like last year's sons where everyone tuned in because mm. of i mean it was not the novelty of it but they were team. they were surprising well, or like for free agency and stuff it's important because yeah. i want like Oklahoma City, I guess that's where I was going with it. Like Oklahoma City, if you like, is a small, it's a comparable city maybe to Salt Lake. You know, it's not necessarily a huge free destination. Uh, it wasn't, I guess, a huge free des- a free agent destination or whatnot. But I think when you turn you, you turn that corner and you become a team that people want to watch nationally, yeah. suddenly it's like, oh, I can get the big brands to look at me, or I can, you know, kind of like what Damian Lillard did in Portland mm-hmm. last year. Yeah. You know, these kinds of things. Like suddenly that becomes important outside of just like local local statistics it's like a bigger story and that's i think important to players and especially in the world of social media they the players know that they know people are watching them outside of the city and i've i've been saying for a while i think salt lake is the perfect market for a team to build kind of a, an international brand that we're the team we're, we're the team that the, the spurs have done this for the last mm-hmm. couple of years but we're the place where we bring in all the best talent from around the world I think we have a fan base very interested in people from different countries. Mm-hmm. I think guys could come here and find a community. Uh, they'd feel comfortable. And I just think for a small market team, that seems like a huge advantage to to have that as your thing. You're not you're not dealing with some of the um, things about guys wanting to play in certain cities. They're like, well, I'm just going to be wherever. I don't know. I think... Um, well, for years, too, the NBA was centered around these really high-profile, flashy guys that want to be in big cities. You yeah. know? And they still, to a large extent, are... Large but I think is. that's only the very top candidates. Yeah, I think well, but you start looking guys then, like the Al top Jefferson. Three, yeah. Well, yeah, and I think the, I think the biggest thing is uh, is Kevin Durant is kind of mm-hmm. you're seeing a exactly. culture change there. That's yeah. that's I think he's setting the standard for these. This is the guy that a lot of young players are trying to emulate. And you watch his his MVP uh, announcement and um, acceptance speech. You kind of see that. Um, well, and I, I've, I think I've noticed I think the shift. The culture shift. Exactly. I've noticed the shift. The guys coming up have a very different worldview than the guys who mm-hmm. played in the 90s, like when yep. they didn't even want to play in Vancouver, yeah. which is one of the great cities in the world. And now these guys have played internationally. They you know, they have the internet. They're more exposed. Uh, Dan Clayton, our guy on Salt City Hoops, did an interview with an anonymous former NBA player where he talked about kind of the stigma of playing in Salt Lake City. And the guy regurgitated some of the stuff from the 90s. But I think today's player is has a very different worldview. They've played internationally. They're interested in China. They're interested in Europe. They're interested in... All these different countries, 
And so I don't think you have the same, you know, they can Skype with their friends. They, they're not smaller now. Exactly. They, they can be wherever they are at yeah. night and still feel connected to their friends. Well, and you look at the recent success, like success stories in that vein of like Kyle Korver keeping his foundation here. And then, you know, even Darren Williams, but Al Jefferson really enjoyed it here. Millsap seemed to like it here. I mean, they really Marty. seem to like, yeah, yeah. Mar, they seem to really like the community. Uh, Carol, I mean, he was a huge. Yeah. Derek guy. Favors has been great this yeah, summer. Favors. I mean, they he settled really settled down. <laughs> His girlfriend has a bunch of local friends. Like she's made a bunch of yeah. friends here. They've really wanted to put down roots, and I think that's, that's really a great cool. example that he can set for other guys coming in. That it's not a death sentence. And, you <laughs> know, that, on that. that front, I think it's interesting that in the press releases from the Jazz, when Derek Favors is going out, they're also listing her name like that she's kind of leading out on some of the community outreach that he's doing. I thought that was kind of an interesting shift in the way the team to allow kind of some of the spouses to take uh, a little bit of a forward role. And this kind of is, this is, brings up a story that we were going to talk about earlier. Um, the difference, I've said it for years, a, a jazz player who reaches out to the community and gets it could be the governor of this state easily. Yeah. And so when Kyle Korver was here, he was on that kind of run, but he also didn't, he wasn't interested in being famous. He, he genuinely had kind of charitable interests. Like he, he wasn't, Darren. he wasn't trying to bring attention to himself, but I thought with, um, when Hayward came in, he was really set up to be someone that could be super influential in the community, but he was so reticent. He was so hesitant to put himself out there. And I asked him about it one time. And I said, how come you don't, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's not my money. It's not my time. It's not whatever. But I just felt like he was missing a lot of opportunities to engage the community. And I, I was, this was kind of a, just an off, you know, whatever. I, I didn't have a microphone in his face. We were just kind of talking. You know, it's on the record now. So I <laughs> but, uh, Define record. No, but, but no, we were just chatting. But he, he said an interesting thing to me where he said that his agent, he and his agent had decided that he would do some of those things after he got his big contract. So after his rookie contract was done, it, he was going to put his head down and play basketball for his rookie contract, and then he was going to kind of do some of those things. So now he's married. He's got a new contract. He's got a team completely behind him. He's the veteran on the team. He's got an app. He has an app. I have it. He has, it. He has <laughs> a blog. What he's has. A blog. What's his app? It's Gordon oh, Hayward. Yeah, the Gordon Hayward app. What's it do? Is it just like you can get like? Apparently, there's a there's like challenges. I haven't they haven't added any challenges yet, but I'm excited a, for a, that when it happens. There's a Gordon selfie of the day. His his marketing group Gordon emails me as soon as he posts on his blog. So he'll buying, post <laughs> buying vanilla. No, Honeycrisps are back in stock. <laughs> Golden delicious is fresh. No, but he'll post on his blog, and then his marketing rep will email the whole Everyone. market and say. Here's what he talks about in his blog and give bullet points. I love that how, everyone posts like, that on points. Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> and then the guy got his feelings hurt on Twitter. But it, the, it's just a very different shift. He's obviously moving into that second stage that he mentioned. And I'm very curious to see how he, I think having him be married, which, by the way, has already affected his hair game. I don't know if you've noticed that his hair is on a different level now that he has a, a stylish wife who's like, yeah. you know, making some of the choices. <laughs> That's true. The biggest Go ahead, the Justin, biggest thing I think is that I'm looking forward to there is I remember when he was dating the his yeah. last girl. He just seemed to always have bad games. Well, yeah. 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 We used to talk about this yeah, all the time. Have a terrible no, it was game. it was it was a quantifiable relationship. Yeah. You'd between see her downstairs her, in the halls, and yeah, you'd always know like, it's gonna be a terrible game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bless her soul. You know? So hopefully, hopefully this Poor Colby. Will bring some. Uh, 
Yeah. Consistency. Oh, absolutely. It has to. It has to. What He's happened gonna... to Colby? Do we know? Yeah. Well, the day he, the day he got married, she posted a, a throwback Thursday or whatever of, of her and Gordon on a cruise. The day? The day yeah. he Ooh. got married. Ooh, and said, and, said, and the caption was, can't believe this was just one year ago. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's like, oh. Uh, and it was funny. Last year, she posted once that <laughs> she was in a bar and all the channels were on the NBA game. The NBA game, and it was... It, anyway, was it was a TNT game. I what think. if she starts was, coming Was it us in Memphis or us yeah, in Pacers? What if she starts games? coming to jazz games? Like, yeah. with, like with a black veil? Yeah. She, had, she did come to Salt Lake one time, I think, since they oh, broke up. Oh, that would be up. so yeah, great. She did. During the season, yeah. she came to some games. Yeah, that would be. Her mom followed me on Twitter for a minute. That's fun. That's fun. It was uncomfortable. It was amazing. <laughs> so speaking of Gordon, by yes. the way, I noticed you tweeted something about last week about him being excited to be in the FIFA World Cup. Yeah. Well, he, so this blog he has, he wrote okay. he wrote on the blog, he said, it's, it's so great to be in Vegas getting ready for the FIFA World Cup. And it's obviously the FIBA World yeah, Cup. FIBA, yeah, FIBA. But, and he changed it soon, but uh, that got picked up by a yeah. few big play. I got, you know, like 100 retweets or something. <laughs> <laughs> but everybody in Europe just loved that idea. But he plays his FIFA game all the time. He's he great. Jeremy yeah, on they, you know, he Yeah, so... It's it's probably no surprise, but it is it was hilarious to me to think that they called him and he misinterpreted it and thought, yeah, I would love to be in the FIFA world. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is great. great. And then he's so coach. disappointed when he found out it was basketball that <laughs> he'd have to interact with humans. Yeah. You know? So uh, we talked just to back up and then we'll charge into the new the old guys again. But we're excited about Hood, Exum. You said like the the true hoop guys are pretty psyched mm-hmm. about any last. Feelings about these new guys or any or Gobert I, or any of those guys? I just think we've got a, a couple guys with a couple of great names. I like to say the names yeah. Rodney Hood and mm. Dante Exum. I know it's great, right? Stan Clayton says he's going to call him Xenopus. <laughs> Why? Zen- Have you seen the commercial? Xenopus. No, no. Oh, there's a. You that kind of makes me feel confused inside. It's him <laughs> giving a reservation and him thinking is a big shot. He said, uh-huh. "I need a reservation for Exum." He says, "E X." As in Xenopus. <laughs> and then he said, okay. it's a genus of frogs. It's that, adorable. It's that's adorable. Great. That's yeah. good. I've not I seen that. There's a series of them. They're wonderful. Are they, they play in Australia or do they play they here? They play here. What? They're Foot Locker. Oh, wow. That's, that's, that's like fantastic. in the Dame, Damien Lillard, kind of yes. that same campaign? Yes. Like just 30 seconds long. I still great. watch the Damien Lillard. Yeah, that's, that's a great. Like when yeah, I feel down, I just yeah. fire it up to feel worse. You yeah. want to feel worse? <laughs> Burgers are ready. Yeah, uh, but so, no, we haven't even talked about Gobert, and it, he's clearly made the leap. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be watching him closely playing for the French national team oh, yeah. in this tournament coming up. But he he's put on muscle, and when I, in my interactions with him, he's not one of these big stiffs. You know, he actually cares about the game he loves the game he's a fan he likes to play he's athletic i think i think he's somebody who the jazz got a steal with i think yeah. he's going to be a legitimate uh you know i think he's going to play past Cantor. really i i think that's what's going to happen this season as we talk about old guys i actually think people that are going to make the leap we talked about hayward and speaking of muscle you guys see Hayward's arms in those pictures yeah. of Team USA? He's yeah. looking great. Yeah. I don't want to... 2.30? Yeah, and I don't mean... To tell Jeff twice. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mean to sound weird on this, but like, you in, like the locker, in the locker room, you see these guys, and I've said it for a long time, like, Hayward, Hayward is kind of stacked up. Like, he, he is That's a true. better athlete than people give him credit for, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, curse of being white. No one thinks you're athletic. I know. Baby face, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I can't remember where I was going with that. I got well, especially, all confused with the muscle. It's also weird because his parents okay. come to the games and they're just such normal people. And it's like, how did you get such a large human? Yeah. Like, well, they're happen? both under six feet. 
I know. That's why they were shocked when he grew so much. Yeah. So let's talk about the other uh, existing players then, the guys coming back from last season. You Especially about Cantor. Is what Cantor, that's her. That, that's I, speaking of guys I think are going to make the leap, mm. we talked about Hayward. I also think Cantor is actually, I think once they, you know, kind of like take the string off, let, like actually let him take these mid-range jumpers, which mm. he actually has one. Mm-hmm. And I think he he has a little more confidence. I think this year he's going to make a jump. Mm. I really do. Mm. I think I'm on Spencer's camp. I don't, I don't, know, I don't know if I, I know. see it in him right now. I think he has to make a defensive leap more than an offensive leap if Quinn's going to play him. Because that's what he's kind of said in interviews. Is they have to be held accountable for their kind of, for the defense they play more than their offense. So if he can be uh, aware on the defensive end, I can see that happening. Think of all the big guys we've had in Jazzland that have just sucked, that we've hung on to for so long trying to develop and we finally let him go and things like that. I think... He uh, has always shown a lot more promise. He's got great feet. He's got good hands. He actually has a shot. He's got some finesse. He runs the court. And I think that we, we you know, with whether it's Fasenko or any of these guys that we hung on to forever waiting for development and never came. Spencer I think, and I miss yeah. Fasenko every day. I, everyone, I, <laughs> I wasn't like, really I was like, never a fan. I was never a fan He was I don't fun, say but by he was, as a player. Yeah. I say as, as fodder, a reality. fodder for the sure. Salt City Hoops podcast. <laughs> yeah. He was. Someone had he a delivered. Fest jersey at, Salt, at Summer League, yeah. right? Here's a story. Ironically. Here's a story. My cousin <laughs> went to a jazz game with a Fasenko jersey uh-huh. and spotted Jerry Sloan and went and asked him to take a picture with him. He said, only if you take that jersey. Oh. Wow. He was joking. He took <laughs> right, the picture right. anyway, but that was his That's response. That's pretty good. All I'm saying is we jazz. the jazz seem to have, at least, and this may be anecdotally to me, but they, we seem to always, or the jazz always seem to keep these big guys forever trying, like, hoping they're going to turn the corner, hoping they're going to. And I think that that, uh, yeah, Ennis Kander is a guy that's already turned that corner much further than any of those other guys had. And I think he just needs to kind of charge down the lane now and take it. Well, I think, I think people are comparing him though to other big men in the league and he just doesn't match. Well, I think, I think also the problem people have is they set the expectation of a third overall pick. I agree with that. As opposed to a second round draft pick with a Fasango. And that's what Marvin Williams had to deal with forever. Exactly. Because he is a, he's a great player, but you know, he got taken second and so people... They have different expectations. But. That was a terrible draft, though, that he yeah. came third at the end. So, yeah. you know. But you, Wait, yeah, what do you mean by no. a terrible draft? Oh, you meant Marvin. No, I mean. Oh, Cantor. oh I was going to say Marvin. Marvin, Marvin that was a great draft. Really draft. No, no, no. I mean, Cantor. It was not a good draft. Yeah, no, so it he wasn't. came third in a bad draft yeah, class. It's, so it's like, you know. I mean. I just, just wait. Just wait. All right. I, I'm, I'm, I'm buying I hope Cantor stuff. I hope you're Here's the difference, though, that I've said for a long time. People have lumped Fasenko and Cantor into the same category because they both make jokes. But being up close to both of them, it's a very different mentality. Fess yes. made jokes to cover for his lack of ambition yeah. and dedication and things like that. Cantor is actually, I mean, you can tell his father is a successful doctor. He comes from a disciplined background. He has personal discipline. And I, I mean, not to, not to make too much of a thing of it, but I think... With his religion, you know, he's, like, tweeting out his, like, prayer schedule and things through the day. I think – and then the way he transformed his body. I was going to All those things yeah. to me show somebody Best who is no. able – he's able to be – so his <laughs> limitations right. simply come from – true. He hasn't been able to be the best basketball player he could right. be, but it's not for lack of trying. Fasenko has dedication in Facebook games. Yes. I get a notification from that guy <laughs> every <time>. every day. <laughs> I think we forget a lot how young these guys are oh, like, yeah. are coming in, how long it oh, takes. Yeah. Like we we shortchange because we rely so much on talent now. So we have a couple of young guys that come in that are super talented, whether it's like LeBron or like you know some of these guys that are real 
Kyrie or whoever, you have these freaks that are really, really good and NBA ready. But you forget, on the other hand, with the way college game is now, these guys are coming in so young, and it's going to take them, I think, four to five years sometimes to be NBA ready and really be able to play successfully in the league. So I don't know. I say wait and see this year. Yeah, I think they. I think they're in a great position. I think they all they have to do is be interesting, fun, and slightly competitive, and they're going to pack that building again. Here's the, and I agree with that. But here's the thing I want to bring up about that. I am on the jazz. Camp, I, mean, I think the jazz Twitter world explodes on this every few months. But there's people that are like, getting in the playoffs is good enough. Like we're a consistent playoff team. We're psyched. I. I've been a Jazz fan my whole life. You I've only want season tickets since I 1983. My dad has. Show me the ring, says Jeff. Yes, yeah. not even like show me the ring, but I am so sick of just like being like an eight seed or a seven seed or a six seed. And I like the I like the consistency we've had, but I really am like I am now in the camp of it's like all or nothing. Like you, go you, for this it. has been a philosophical difference you and I have had for a long time, and that I have always said I actually think. Battling for that four and five spot every year, every year for twenty years, I prefer that to a four-year dip where you're like in the the worst spot in the league. Because really, most teams aren't going to win the championship. I would rather have a four-five seed every year for twenty years yeah. than like oh championship and then we're irrelevant for five years. I would rather have a championship. Why? What are you going to do with it? Hang it on your wall. What are you going to do? With I might. <laughs> <laughs> I just want one. I just, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm in that feeling where it's like, I, I saw the Red Sox struggle all those years. I mean, obviously. For 86 years. Yeah, 86 years to finally get one. <laughs> but it's like, I don't want to be the Red Sox for the, I don't want to be the Cubs is a better example. Yeah, okay. I don't want to sit here and dwindle in like, in obscurity, especially as a Utah fan where we're not even like, you know, a lot of times. We're not like, even Chicago. Yeah, you're not even on the NBA radar. We got so close and I just, it's, I mean, I, I, I appreciate the '90s because at least we got like we were within reach of it. And yeah, we didn't get yeah. it. Like I can respect that, but I hate just being like a six seed mm. and like losing the second round over and over. I think and over. six, seven, eight. I agree with you. Four, five. I say I'm fine with four, five every year. Don't you think Twitter had it existed during the playoff runs, people would be furious yeah. that we'd lose in the finals? Like, Absolutely. I think that. I think. Well, I cried. <laughs> Did you really? Oh, I, is that I honest? certainly. That is an honest. I was like 15 yeah. or 16. I cried, yeah. Oh, wow. That's Tears were shed both times. I was in those buildings. Oh, still, were you? Yeah, really? yeah. I still like really? having, yeah, when I see it, I still have nightmares about it. You were there in the building for, for Jordan Shaw. Yeah, yeah. But you were down low. Yeah, yeah. We, I was there yeah. down low watching the whole Are thing. you on the baseline? Were you, um, are you, do you show up in the picture? No, you can't. I was on the baseline. I was on the, uh, uh, on the well, behind 50, the bench. Uh, nice seats. So, yeah, they're good seats. It was a perfect, perfect view of that shot. I was in Lake Powell for that game, watching it at a restaurant. Yeah, things, the the thing is that and I this is like my secret shame. I was actually on my LDS mission at the time, Ooh. and so my jazz fandom. Uh, I didn't get that taste. Yeah, and so I think that changes the way that does that both I, years. I, 97 and 98. Are you serious? <laughs> that's when I was gone. Oh, man. That's brutal. <laughs> I know. See, and I was too young. Like, you weren't born. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm 10 years old today. <laughs> so I, I, David Locke actually talked about this, how he thinks it's interesting fans that are about 25 and younger, like where their fandom mm. comes from, because we don't really have that history association with. But those most teams? of those people, I feel like, are, are pulling it from their older brothers and sisters. Yeah. It's like a high school yeah. kid who's totally yeah. into Led Zeppelin yeah. or something. 
So I have a vivid memory of those years, and sometimes on Twitter where people like make fun of our fans or like you know everyone's leaving oh. early and stuff. I want to like punch everybody because I I remember <laughs> Phil those, Jackson wearing earplugs. Yes, yeah. I remember those years, yeah. and that and I know this the fan base wants that again. So that's why I'm kind of like let's and I feel like I'm I'm happy with the rebuilding. I really am happy with what Dennis Lindsay's done. I like the coaching change. I just want now, like, let's actually rebuild. Let's, like, go for it. Yeah. And, you know, we have a core, and let's, like, let's let's pay that all the luxury the tax. Let's go for it. That's, that's amazing. Yeah, I remember it, those it years. It was so good. It was so good. I will say, it, it was kind of, the last couple of years, it's been interesting because for the first couple of years after the success, they still sold out the building every time, and it stayed pretty yeah. loud. Yeah. And then in the last couple of years, we've had a few games where it's full, and then it got kind of bad, you know? And... It was amazing. Like even when it's kind of not full, it's still really loud. But then there was one game where it filled up. I can't remember what it was. I think the Lakers were in town or something. And you you forget like when it's nineteen thousand yeah. people and it's going crazy. That place is bonkers. It's crazy. Yeah. And I just got chills talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move on to to any other old. Uh, what about favors? How are we feeling about favors this year? I love. I think his life is in a different place, and I don't mean to project too much on that. But I do think that uh, we're in a stage of grown man and uh, jazz. We've had little kid jazz for the last couple of years. I'm really excited for grown man jazz. They've got kids. They're in a little different place that's professional. He's comfortable with himself. He's saying things in these. Uh, he just sounds so much, so much more, more comfortable mature and comfortable with himself. Well, these guys are all in an interesting point where it's like now the jazz have like, I think this year is the first year where they're all, like Hayward has his new contract, yeah. his huge contract. Right. Favors has the confidence. He's the, the longest team. tenured player on the team. Yeah, and now it's time. Like, look, you have the keys. Like, you really yeah. do now. You guys, like this young core. You're not young anymore, to your right. point. And now you have. Let's let's see what you can do. Yeah, yeah. Quinn's should you know open it up, let them play, and we'll see if they actually can do something with it. And so I'm excited. To see, I think this year for favors, this is the career defining year. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. For a hundred percent, right? Like, I guess we're all agreed on that. Yeah, I think if it doesn't happen this year, it doesn't happen. Yeah, cause, and that's been the big question mark with him. Yeah. Even from everywhere, the Nets to here, everywhere, is can he be that anchor guy that really... And not to, to pile on Ty Corbin, but I do think <laughs> just the, the way that I've watched, even in the preseason, the things that, that Quinn Snyder is going to bring to the table, I think some of the spacing and some of these, these uh, X's and O's things are going to uh, allow the team to have more of uh, success. Really, the only person who I thought had success due to their uh, specific skills was Jeremy Evans coming in and getting lobs. And that's, that shouldn't be the only way that a player was maximized. So I really think that there will be sets and um, strategies and things in place that players will be able to play to their strengths. And we haven't seen that in four or five years. I agree. And speaking of, I feel like we'll have a revolt if we don't talk about him. What do we think is going to happen with Jeremy Evans this year? Um, I think he gets a lot of dunks. <laughs> I mean, who's gonna be? Are they gonna the still bring him in for the yeah for like the one like the two alley oops a game? And, still, you know? I think he goes back to being an energy guy off the bench. Yeah. I'm sure. I you know he's never figured out. I mean, you look at his shot charts and things. He never figured out a place to be. He just came in and kind of tried to do whatever. And hopefully, I think even if he is a guy who you bring in for little end of quarter things and a few minutes here and there. I mean, that's a great asset to have, and he seems comfortable with that role, which is hard to find. So How why much do you not? think they've kept him to keep Gordon happy a little bit? Do you think that's part of it? I think that's overplayed. Okay. Yeah. I don't think that he really cares. 
Well, I, I think know. he's a or good morale guy. As soon as he got general. married, as soon as Jeremy yeah. got married, he was dead to Gordon. That's true. <laughs> oh, I I love those LTV tweets. Those were so good. The 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 Gordon upset with Jeremy for being married. Those were golden. So That's is there is there anyone else on the Jazz that we're interested that you're really excited about seeing? Or we covered? Well, I'm, I'm curious. curious. Booker, go, go on, go please. On. I, I just, I, I don't know. He seems go to ahead. be kind of, you know, the anti-stretch four. Well, he, I will say, so at KSL in the newsroom, we have a guy named Ed Kelly, a journalist who has had a, a long career. He was at the, he was in Oklahoma City for a long time. Then he was at the Washington Times. He's now working with the Deseret News, but he's a huge NBA guy. Uh, Wizards season ticket holder for the last forever, all these things. And so he says he loves Booker. He's, mm-hmm. So he's been watching the Wizards the last couple of years. He said, this guy's a great player. He comes in, does what he needs to do. He's a great role player. Plus he's got some toughness, which yeah, we don't We have. don't have. So a little bit of that enforcer kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So Ed Kelly keeps telling me, keep an eye on this guy. He's a great addition. I think he, he, he thinks that's a really underrated move the Jazz pulled off. This, I, wonder this if, uh, I wonder if Matt Harper will have anything to say about us having a tough player <laughs> on the squad. I doubt it. I doubt it. I doubt I, it. One thing I, I'm curious about is... is um, to see how what kind of year Trey Burke has because I mean that's, a good that's point. the guy that's we really were so point. excited about last year and we have we kind of forgot it we don't have him written down on this table here well and I think Exum I mean it's going to be interesting how they how they play using think, these together I think they I think they can play very well together I think I that they too. play very that was the different types of, of point guards of, of summer league and then I think they put them both on the floor at the same time and let them kind of do two a two dual point guard you don't kind think of thing. Exum needs the ball. It probably does. He but probably I think, either needs to learn to play off the ball better or... Yeah. I they'll they'll figure. I think they'll figure it out. Yeah, I think that they both play the position differently from one another. And I, I haven't seen a well, ton definitely. of Dante Exum, but I think that I think that they can complement each other very well. Because I think that, you know, I look at Exum as a, a tall point guard and as, uh, as Trey as a short shooting guard. And I don't know. I mean, Exum's kind of a question mark just because how much he played last year. And... Yeah. But... Uh, I think Trey has always seen. He seems like a guy that plays better with a chip on his shoulder, and I think bringing in Exum kind of puts mm-hmm. that chip on his I shoulder. Think that's a good, I agree. Good way to put it. And I hope they learn to play together, and it doesn't become a. I hope it's positive competition, not negative competition. Well, I think most guys this year will kind of have to earn their minutes a little bit. Yeah. I mean, there's challenges at every position, like with the point guard and at the four, and some healthy competition. Yeah, and I think that's good. I don't I, think you should have. I think the you know there's not really a lot of people who have that guarantee. A lot of guys this year. So, I'm sorry. I don't know why I thought of this but when you <laughs> talked about when you talked about Trey having a chip on his shoulder. I just imagined him like at home every night, like watching watching a uh, watching uh, grainy footage. Of- no, 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 no. Watching uh, the uh, Crocodile Dundee movie. What's that called? <laughs> The Crocodile Dundee movie? Yeah. Crocodile Dundee? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I was like, what is that movie called? It's on the pronunciation. Yeah. It's just Jaws movie. Yeah, Jaws. He, does, he, watch, he, watch like man, he watches like Man from Snowy River yeah. and throws things yeah, at, the, yeah. at the screen. We're just watching Australian All the cinema, lights just, out and just like so Just like mad. holding like, a, like an empty yeah. glass Has of like whiskey. Has like a kangaroo, like, a kangaroo <laughs> doll that he like is twisting the tail off. Yeah. Just <laughs> angry every night like... Paul Hogan, <laughs> like just getting like Vegemite and just yeah. spreading it out, <laughs> spreading it over yeah. space. Just, <laughs> uh, okay, uh, well, I wish I could have been credentialed this year, but I just <laughs> lost it. I think. <laughs> yeah. So we kind of talked about summer league, Spencer. But do you want to give a high, quick, like, couple minute overview of what it was like, what people thought, what you walked away thinking? 
Well, I just, I just went down for one weekend and I went as a fan. I didn't, I didn't, you know, sit on press row. I just kind of went and sat with the fans, which was so fun for someone who I, I, I take great pride in being the original summer league blogger. And <laughs> yeah, that's to, how you got yourself. It was, it was, it was right? all kind of started from that kind of thing. And so to be there, it was like blog city. It was like blog for, for, for the, for basketball bloggers and stuff. And can I say so for, I, the, for the guys at home, it seemed I don't know if it's true, but it seemed huge. Oh, yeah. Like it it's, seemed like more coverage, yeah. more like. No, I mean every chatter. game now is on NBA TV. The arenas are packed. Um, the the place is is full. I mean, you can't even get a seat. In well, that's not always true, but for some of the bigger games mm-hmm. and some of the things, and I just thought it was a great environment. I mean, they're putting on a, a great show. It's a beautiful showcase for the fans. I just always say like, if you're, it's a great trip in the summer. If you're from Salt Lake. Somewhere in Utah, you can make that trip in you know four, five, six hours. Hang out for a weekend, watch a couple games. Four hours. Who's driving? Yeah, that's a, <laughs> well, I mean, if they live in Fillmore. Yeah. Okay. Hi, shout out to my Fillmore fans. <laughs> uh, my family is originally from. Fillmore, I did not know so, that. Yeah, yeah. The territorial capital yeah. of the state. The Davies family. Well, I'm glad it Fillmore. moved from Orlando. Yeah. No, they had to. It's great. They had to, and and that was probably good for the front office people who just wanted to evaluate talent. But I think having it in a venue where they, the players have to deal with some of the fans and the media and a big, a big venue, I think it, it gives them a better experience prepping them yeah, for the, for the um, real season. So I had a blast, and I think the team got a lot of credit. I, I noticed a lot of people uh, you know, talking about the team. There was a lot of positivity. So, How does it, Mr. Snyder see on the uh, on the baseline. Now. Honestly, I think he's great. In my interactions with him, his resume is absurd, and I know he's had some of his things, but he was young. He was like 32 yeah. years old, and I, I think he's in a very different place. Um, I mean, JD MBA from Duke. He's a smart guy. It's he's clear that he's, he's been at every guy. level. He's won at every level. I knew him a little bit when I was covering the D League because he was a oh, D League yeah. coach at the time. So was I his had, hair is good back then. Oh, it was better. I met someone who better? does not like his hair. Who? My. She's not on Twitter. I want a name well, yeah, right now. Of but we were out she to dinner last night, and she said he creeps right her out. <laughs> she said that the the, the waves, the, the curls, the Danny Zuko down yeah. the front. Like, they're not she's for not everyone. But if anyone was around in the '90s, they probably appreciate it. <laughs> right, it's a little and a it, bit I, of a throwback. Speaking yeah. of the '90s, his suits seem like they're straight out of there as well. Yeah, but I think he. he <laughs> I think he, everybody and everybody kind of has their moment where you stop kind of growing stylistically. Yeah, and <laughs> you hit your peak. It's when guys get married. Yeah, and then you kind of just stay in that zone. You do your hair the same way. You buy your clothes with the same fit. Yeah. The same music. And watch so the same. I, that's fine. But I do. <laughs> it's it's, fine. it's <laughs> fine, okay? It's fine. But I it's think he, I've really enjoyed the interactions with him. He's really smart. He, um, I've, I've actually really enjoyed the way he interacts with Andy Larson, you know, Salt City Hoops. Uh, they, they have a real rapport, and they, he can tell that Andy knows what he's talking about. And I think uh, there's a mutual respect there. I'm really excited. It just is refreshing to be able to have a post-game uh, interview and, and have – that kind of discourse, you know, where somebody's willing to talk. Um, and not give the same Yeah, the, the rote answers. Which will be interesting to see if he gets that way during the season. Because he had that moment in, in uh, Summer League where he said, I'm waiting for the question about Dante and Trey. You know, he's uh, waiting to answer the same questions. And I think you lose patience with that. Well, I'm sure. And I think he'll have some of those moments. And I think he is a time bomb. I mean, I saw him in a D-League game lose his mind one time. I mean, he can lose his mind, that's for sure. But I think he's a great fit. I'm excited for his what he brings to the table. Um, and this is something that I've said awkwardly in the past. 
but he has gigantic Jerry Sloan hands. I can't not see it. <laughs> they have I the, can't not they, see it. I shook his hand. Jerry Sloan's hands are so I shook big. his hand and I was like, that is the handshake. The ridiculously of long Jerry fingers. Sloan. Is that is that website still around? The Jerry, <laughs> Jerry Sloan, Sloan hands hand. website? That did was you make that? Was no, that I didn't make that. Oh, Someone that, else did. That, that was brilliant. Yeah, oh, his, you haven't seen his that? His hair has a Twitter. Oh, it does? That's yeah. nice. Not even a Tumblr? Uh, I don't know. Jerry Sloan's hands were infamously large, like yeah. throughout the entire NBA. Like everyone, just, that's what you knew. Jerry well, there was, was a picture of Quinn singing "Take Me Out to the Ball Game" at the Bees game, right. and his fingers holding the. <laughs> the it's just like majestic, holding <laughs> onto the microphone. Did he look a little bit like he was yeah. in it, yeah. like a couple three yeah. or something? Yeah. I, yeah. I wondered about that. It's a little swollen yeah. around yeah, the yeah, eyes. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, I'm excited for what Quinn Snyder brings. I think they, I am too. I think the team all the way around. They've invested in the arena. They've got the new video boards. They've got a new coach. They've got players that are going to be around and and known. Um, they've got healthy competition from Real Salt Lake, which I think is helpful. And you, yeah, I do too. I, I think that's actually local competition yeah. for like people's eyeballs. It's right, a big thing right. Because you have, to, you, you have to you have you have to fill the building because you're competing with mm-hmm. people buying season tickets. For another uh, venue. So. And if there's anything we're learning from World Cup and from the Portland Timbers, it's that soccer's a real deal right yeah, now. And yeah. And from, I should say, RSL fans. I mean, yeah. it's crazy. Soccer's great. So I, I think it's good. All right, let's, I want to, we're going to cap this off pretty quickly here, but let's talk about the Western Conference and where we think the Jazz are going to fall. And I want predictions from everybody. Predictions from and we don't have to give, I, I don't even, I'm more in like, let's go not so much uh, record as, you think they're going to make the playoffs okay. or not the playoffs? And if you do think they're going to make the playoffs, what seat? I say the Jazz end up in the ninth spot. That they are actually Ooh. knocking on the door, and they end up like just just out. Yeah, Suns last year, but That's not like forty-eight wins. So. No, I think I think they get thirty-eight wins. I don't think you can be ninth in the West. And thirty-eight, 38 wins. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I think, think so you need either. over forty. Yeah, to, you do. To, what was Phoenix? Phoenix had 40, forty-eight 10th, wins. I think they'll be tenth in the West and thirty-eight wins. I think you have to be near. You have to be knocked okay. out 50. You have to be, you have to be over plus. 50%. Okay. 10th in the league, 10th in the West, and 38 wins. Wow, we just totally changed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, wow. All right, Snark Tank? I think we'll be around 30 wins. Oof. I know. That's brutal. I, I, don't, I don't know if anybody moves the needle this year that we got. Yeah. I, I, I'm Vegas, optimistic, but... Vegas doesn't make a lot of mistakes, yeah, and don't. their odds have us... At, uh, four teams at the bottom have 200 to 1 odds of winning the NBA championship, and that's as bad as you Do can be. Do you know be. what the record in Vegas what they're given us? I haven't looked at that. I don't know that they've. You should I don't think they. I don't think they put that out yet. Right. No, that would be pretty premature. And I want to see Kevin Pelton's Shaney prediction. So you too. think that's usually pretty accurate. You think about 30 wins. I think about so. Where 30. does that place us? Probably like second or third worst. <coughs> wow. In the okay. Conference. Wow. That's much more doom and gloom than I was hoping for. All right, Sorry. Justin. Jazz hype. All right, I am going with. Uh, I know you told us not to do wins, but we're all doing it. It's so fine. I'm as well. I am going with. I'm going to say the Jazz do what the Pelicans did last year, and they're going to go 34 wins. 34. That's Hang what on, I'm going to write this down. 34 wins for the Jazz. Spencer said what? Spencer said 40. I said 38 and 10th in the West. Okay, that's and good. I'm going to go. I'm going to go 12th in the West. 12th. Wow. Let me see that. Let me give yeah, that one the information. Yeah, yeah. You she, just she had. like I just did. Hold on. There you go. All right, I think, I think we can. I, okay, I'm going. I'm going strong on this. Going strong, because I think Sacramento's going to be worse. I think Lakers are going to be worse. I think Denver is going to be about the same. I think Minnesota is going to be wor- much worse. So I'm actually going with. 
I like Spencer's prediction. See? I'm going no, over. I'm going 39. Oh, 39 my God. wins. <laughs> it's like betting a, a, like a dollar more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Price I'm playing right. Price is Right, yeah. but I, I'm I'm high on these guys. I think they're going to come out. I think they're going to surprise people because there's no nobody knows what to scout this year. Yeah, you know, they're That's basically going to scout Gordon Hayward. And what place is that going to put him at? Oh, I think tenth. I'll go with tenth too. Yeah. So I'm aiming low because I'm doing the whole like if they finish better, then I'll just feel happy. Yeah. So no one thinks you're going to actually be in the playoffs. That's, I, no, I don't think no, you did in the beginning of the podcast. No, I said that I thought they would be fighting for a playoff spot. I didn't think they'd make the playoffs. Okay. Here are my two surprise picks, and probably not super surprised. I think Rudy Gobert has a breakout season. I agree. And I think Rodney Hood establishes himself as a Favorite. solid <laughs> NBA player. Yeah. That's good. I like that. Those are fair. Any other hot takes or like I'm breakout gonna, predictions? I'm going to say the same thing. I'm, I'm going to say, uh, well, the Rudy Gobert pick, and I'm going to say Trey Burke watches Rescuers Down Under while crying at least <laughs> a half a dozen times. <laughs> Angie, anything awesome from you? I think, can it be like personal life related? Please. Sure. I think. Yours or theirs? Gordon Hayward. Yeah, tell us what's going <laughs> <that's gonna> to <laughs> happen in your I life. Think, <laughs> I think Gordon Hayward gets his wife pregnant. Whoa, wow. hey, wow. a pregnancy wow. call. I think wow. he becomes a dad. Within the season. Well, it, well may, she's it could cooking happen. it up. Yeah, she's yeah. pregnant she's, at some point yeah. in the season. When you notice she stops wearing crop tops, yeah. you know that she's got a bun in the oven. She, well, anyway, she, yeah. she'll probably still wear crop tops is what I'm trying to say. She Whoa. could do it. Yeah. She could do it. She's tiny. Okay, you already know my hot take. I think Ennis, Ennis is going to have his breakout okay. season this year. I think Not he's going to establish himself as a starter <laughs> yeah. on the Jazz and actually be awesome. And, uh, yeah, that, that's the only hot take I'm taking. <laughs> I chose 39 wins. I feel like I'm already putting myself out there to get ridiculed. Disappointed. Yeah, <laughs> disappointed. Well, so, Jeff, I brought us into the podcast. Why don't, you, why don't you get us out of the podcast? I'm just I'm psyched for the season. I don't remember a season I've been this excited about to be uh, a part of not only the jazz community, but, you know, a jazz fan. So I'm just ready for the, for the thing to start. And... You know, please reach out to us. Let us know what you guys think about everything, anything we've said on this thing or anything that you think about the upcoming season. Yeah. yeah. We want let's, everything. Let's Nothing chat. is too small. All of it. Yeah. Nothing is too no. small. And I think we're all going to try, we're going to try and do this again a couple yeah, of times. Yeah. yeah. You tell us, if you want to hear this again, <laughs> all, fi- all five of you who are listening, you can send us uh, directly a message. And if you're still listening at the 46th minute, you, I love you. Yeah. No, it's true. I, I actually love Spencer you. Spencer will write you a handwritten love note. Yeah. You'll get texts at 12.01 a.m. Yes. from Spencer. <laughs> you Alert. up? <laughs> hey, you up. <laughs> All right, and that's it from us, the, the Salt City Hoops reunion podcast. The classic. Classic edition. Go Jazz.